0: Listening to Book Nuts. Hello, and welcome to episode number 32 of the Book Nuts Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what you guessed it books. We do listen to audiobooks. Uh, If you want to know why we prefer audiobooks, go back to episode one. We're not going to rehash it, you can listen to it then. I am your host. I have a co host too, but I'm Tracy, otherwise known as Holster. And my co-host, you guys know him as the big loser. I'm I'm sorry, I mean Jonathan. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to go down that road right there. I apologize there. But no, the one, the only Mr. Jonathan, they
1: do. What you have to do, Tracy, is uh, do you remember, I think it's the first Rocky movie when they no, no, it might have been Rocky Four when they in- introduce uh, Rocky Balboa, like, the Italian Stallion, the blah, 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 da, da, and they like keep going on and on, Rocky Balboa, you need to come up with something like that.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to, I'll have to write it down though, because uh, I me and my memory isn't so good. Speaking of memory, we were just talking about that right before we recorded, I was trying to get the name of the author of the book we're doing, The Sixth Man by, and I'll let you say it. Something Balachy. David Balachi and then uh... I, I can
1: remember the last name without the first.
0: <laughs> exactly, and that's that's what I was saying. I was telling him I'm glad he was blind, so all his other senses are heightened. You know, and then I'm saying, then I was going to say, it's not necessarily that they're heightened. He's just not lazy like most of his people that can see (laughs) and uses them. (laughs) So I I am one of the people that I do rely on my eyes quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's funny. My memory, my memory isn't anything special. It's just that, I mean, you know, your memory and your brain is just like any other muscle. If you don't, you know, you kind of don't use it. Then, you know, not that you, you know, but if if you flex your memory muscles like I have to, then you, you know, I, I just, I, I use my memory all the time because I have to. And I, the example I give to people is like, you know, if, if you give so like, well, this is back in the day before their cell phones. But if someone gave you a number, you, you'd write it down on a piece of paper and you put it in your pocket and maybe leave it on the table, you know, leave it next to the phone. So what happens is in your brain, instead of you remembering that number, you're, you're, you, you tell your brain, hey, remember where I left that piece of paper. And, and so it works like that. So me, before I got a wretched cell phone, I, would, I had all my friends, like, phone numbers memorized. I had my wife's phone numbers, you know, friends' phone, phone numbers memorized. So at, the, at the, any, any time, I'd be like, oh, their number is blah, blah, blah. But now I'm just like, oh, shoot, I don't even know anyone's phone number anymore. Because <laughs> is all saved in my phone. I, I, had, I owned over 600 CDs at one point, and I knew where every single one was.
0: See? For me, so you got to remember all that stuff, Uh, right? Right. Like, yeah, you open the fridge, you got to know where the ketchup is. I mean, it's like a fridge. Ah, Especially you got, especially you got kids, you just can't reach willy nilly into fridges. I mean, that's that's could be a danger zone in there. Okay, so uh, (laughs) me, I can just open the fridge and go there. It is. Jonathan has to live on the wild side. Like, okay, it's supposed to be here. Oh, what's this? It's soft and gooey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's why I got married. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. That's why. Uh, if if I would lose my sight, I'd probably drop thirty pounds instantly because I was just like, okay, I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go try doing that. <laughs> I'll let my <laughs> wife. And my wife, she's a, although Joni is a great cook, she just doesn't like to cook. Mm-hmm. She can cook very well. She just doesn't like it. So, I think what we would turn into is quite a bit of picking something on the way home. So yeah. So maybe I oh, would yeah. still oh, gain yeah. weight.
1: I, I when I was you know eighteen nineteen twenty i'm pretty- i'm pretty sure i self handedly kept one of our pizza places open in
0: the town i lived in so that was uh like a friend of mine uh he uh when he moved to the dallas area you know he had no family not many friends here, and he just worked and went home and it, it, there was a Papa John's on his apartment building as he would turn the corner to go to his apartment so he'd stop calling he'd stop in on the way home every night and that was... <laughs> And then he'd have he'd get a so he'd get like a medium and he'd eat it for dinner and breakfast and he says at least five nights a week that was his
1: man hey that's how it's done <laughs> bachelor city baby
0: exactly <laughs> all right well let's get into this and stop dilly dallying bobble babbing and all that stuff around this book is, by David Balachi, called The Sixth Man. And like I teased last week, The Sixth Man, him being a sixth, doesn't have much to do with the story per se. has a little bit to do right away at the beginning and a little bit at the end. But other than that being the quote quote sixth man really has nothing to do with it, and this is going to be a spoiler episode. We'll let you know when we start talking about spoilers, so you can stop then or go on or anything you want, but before we continue, I want to make sure everybody goes to podnuts.com slash Amazon. Uh, if you need anything from Amazon, a little bit gets kicked back to uh, PodNuts, so they can keep these shows up and going and stuff like that for you, so if you need anything, go to Amazon. I'm sorry, podnuts.com slash Amazon amazon there's your commercial there so david blotchy wrote a book called the sixth man i'm going to start off by saying this book to me is a solid eight i'm right there with you um i will th- this won't ruin the story in any way i really think it could have been a nine It, it but there was one thing and it just happened through the first half of the book There was two people, a male and a female. They both used to work for the Secret Service. Uh, They both had personal issues, and now they're private eyes and partners. One's a male, one's a female, and they have the banter back and forth. Just the first half of the book, there is so much banter back and forth, one-liners back and forth. I think a lot of those were forced into the story.
1: Mm. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't, the The one slight that I had with the book, and I mean, not that's a huge issue, and I'm probably being nitpicky. I think some of the writing was like a little cheesy is probably not the right word, but just the the dialogue, I think, between some of the people. So, some of the conversation was like a little cheesier, the way they went about it, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But that was really my only thing with the book. And it really did, the banter really didn't, just a little bit now and then, the second half of the book. But the first half of the book, and I did not know if he did that because this was a book where stuff was setting up. Yes, stuff was happening and it was setting up. But the first half of the book was a lot slower than the second half. Yeah. So I can see maybe why he wanted to do that to liven it up and maybe, you know, have some, and that's fine. Um, again, I think I'm being nitpicky too with this. The story was written good. It was a good, yeah. pl- good plot, uh, good ending, and this doesn't ruin the story. Right when you think the book is done, it's not.
1: I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I was like, whoa. <laughs> At the end, because I'm like, oh, this is done. It's wrapping up, blah, blah, blah. And then th- this thing came out of the left field, and I was like, I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah, it's because the audiobook, right when I thought it was done, had about 30 more minutes. And I says, okay, they're going to set up for book number two. That's what I really thought they were going to do. Nope. <laughs> this book does conclude on its own. Could there yeah. be a book two? You could see a book two coming out of this and ha- doing absolutely nothing with the characters of the first book. Nothing. I think this would be kind of like a Dresden file esque where each book is, a, or maybe, uh, maybe a better one would be, um, Jack Reacher Yeah, where yeah. each book can stand on its own. No, if no ends, no buts, just right there on its own. But it's a series with the same main character. So. I can see the two main characters uh, in another book if he wanted to.
1: yeah, definitely.
0: well, basically this book is about uh, this none of this should ruin it is a really smart guy. Uh, he works for a government agency that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, they find a bunch of dead bodies in his barn so they arrest him and he's gonna go on trial. His lawyer. Hires these two private eyes because uh, the one, the two private eyes, their name is Sean King and Michelle Maxwell, and they they're called to help the guy. His name is Edgar Roy. Um, That's his, the guy in jail. Yep, his lawyer uh, hires them because Sean and his lawyer were friends, and they because Sean King was uh, Secret Service, got out, became a lawyer than a private eye and so edgar roy's lawyer knows he has all that experience so I hires him because his lawyer knows something's up and a lot of stuff happens after that i, I don't want to get too much in it because that could kind of ruin the story
1: well and and to say edgar roy is really smart i think is an understatement <laughs> like that, that basically the, well, there's one part in the book when uh they were talking about, well, you know, humans use like 10% of your brain. Edgar's using like 90 to 95%. and And this won't give much away, but his position, he would, he would, he helped out, let's just say kind of like Homeland Security, basically. And so they would, he would have to stare at this thing called the wall and it was like, Tons and tons of screens with all kinds of data from all over the world, like news clips uh, uh, news clips from you know TV stations, newspaper clippings, all kinds of data and he could stare at this wall and literally break down everything just by looking at all this stuff at once, break everything down, and then make this like plan of attack to either defend or you know resist whatever might be coming like our government 's way and so His brain was like this mega monster power computer, basically.
0: Yeah, he had what was called an eidetic memory. Now, it's not a photographic memory. That's different. Eidetic memory was every situation he's in, he can remember. Not only like me and Jonathan talking now, he would know the temperature of the room now. He would know how the sun was cloudy, the room next to him, who is there, everything. He could put himself in every situation and relive it. So every kind of situation he would know and feel
1: yeah like he he was he, someone was asking him like so he, oh it's like a photograph memory and he and edgar explained is like no like i can i literally remember everything and i and i put it away in my brain and i I can recall it at any point and he said not only that i can recall it and basically stream that memory in my brain so i could have a, a fast forward a rewind and a pause button on all of my memories and he was like you know when we drove up here we passed 125 cars this many had this many plates this many had this many plates he's like do you want me to tell you what all the license plate numbers were like he was showing this guy like exactly how his brain worked and i was like whoa that that would drive me insane if my brain worked that way yeah he uh, a
0: little teaser for later on he remembered everything since he was about oh eighteen 18 months old except one five minutes of his life yeah, yep. and then I'm gonna—that's a teaser for the spoiler section. So, anything before we can get onto
1: the spoiler? I uh, no, like I said, great book. Uh, I know. I think you know one thing I like too is the audio. It was kind of dramatized a little bit, so all, each you know character was like their own voice and stuff. So that was cool. I always like when books do that. So, like I said, solidate, definitely worth listening to. The story was really interesting.
0: Yeah, they did have. Uh, there were different voices for each of the characters. Um, Now, I could tell Sean King and Edgar Roy were the same guy, just sounding different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But they were different enough where if they would talk, so they didn't have to say, Ed said this, Sean said this. You could kind of tell who is who. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, good. All right, let's get into the spoiler section. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. All right. Now, get right into that teaser I was telling you about. He remembers... Everything in his life, except the whole thing he's thinking, the whole beginning of the book he's thinking when he, when his sister, his older sister, kills his dad, her stepdad. Yeah, yep. And then he remembers that the end it was not what he thought. His sister, he was he actually one <laughs> when that memory came back that killed his dad, his sister's stepdad.
1: Yeah, so he was like five or six, I think, right? Or eight or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty young. So but basically what happens is Sean King and Sean and Michelle, the two partners PIs, are going up to Maine to uh talk to the the guy and talk to see what they can do by Geroy. They see a car broken down alongside of the road with the headlights on, so they pull over to see if they need help. Go up, and there's a bullet in the head of a guy, and who is it? Dun, dun, dun. His friend, the lawyer. (laughs) So this is where the local cops get called in, and they kind of know, yeah, they're probably not them, but uh, Michelle is a firearms, uh, how would you say it, fanatic?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: one way of saying it. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) I like my firearms, so she's like one step above me. But uh, (laughs) so they take her firearm. So one of the first things she does is go to a local store to get another one. Uh, And, well, all of a sudden, some trigger's going off, and the FBI gets called in. And the FBI gets called in to... Uh, because something's going on with Edgar Roy, so there's a trigger somewhere where the FBI gets called in. Because uh, and it shouldn't really involve the FBI if it's just a local killing. Yeah, so, yeah. I was
1: just I was just gonna say he he had some sort of flag on his name, and again, Ed, Edgar Roy was like working for this. I, I'm I they didn't really get into it, but I'm assuming it was like a pretty like super high top secret sort of. I I think the name of the 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 branch, whatever it's called, the E six, and so it was like this really super secret. Uh, You know national security sort of office that Edgar Roy was working for so his name obviously had a flag on it And so when he got in trouble people were like well Why is this guy like under you know not under FBI protection, but what you know? I mean yeah this guy murdered six people But there's there's lots of people that murder people and they don't get this kind of attention What's up with this guy and people didn't really know what was going on because he was kind of a you know a, a national secret? I guess you would say exactly
0: Again, this is one story. We can't give you the whole book because this is too many, too many twists and turns. But basically, uh, Sean's friend, the lawyer's name, uh, Ted Bergen. Yeah, yep. Well, Ted in his law company has a new assistant lawyer working for him. She's pretty new and raw. Kelly something. Yeah, and also has his assistant, who they don't say, but they're guessing kind of have, uh, after Ted's wife died a few years ago, him and his assistant kind of had a thing going. They never said it, never came out, but that's why everybody kind of got a feeling what was going on. Well, everybody Sean and Michelle starts getting close to ends up dying. Yep. Uh, the His Ted Bergen, his assistant, not the lawyer assistant, his office assistant, Uh, starts helping them, she gets shot. Uh, One of the highway patrolmen starts helping them, just to be a nice guy, gets shot and killed. Uh, Excuse me. There is, uh, who wasn't friendly at first, the person that was in charge of the penitentiary, where Garoy was at, starts helping them a little bit, unknowingly gets shot and killed. So anybody around them is just starting to drop like flies. Well, right away they can tell there's something wrong. The bodies have different dirt on them also besides what the dirt around the soil is. And suddenly no one around them knows what's going on, you know, so they know something's up. They were dumped there. They just kind of have to prove it. Well, like I says, this is we're going to kind of make this quick. If not, this would be a five-hour long podcast.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of details in the book, actually.
0: Basically, you have two main companies. Trying to get the money from the government for the intelligence. The old way where you just get everything everywhere, throw stuff on the wall, and see what sticks. The new way where they use these smart people, and that's why he's called the sixth man. He's a sixth guy to do this, and he's the best one they've had so far. You can see that wall Jonathan was saying about and basically see all this stuff and say, there's going to be attack in Lisbon. Uh, it's probably going to happen in three days, and the best course of action is to do this, this, and this and the government would do it, and stuff right. was working. Well, to find out this other company that started losing money because of all this, who was used to be the biggest, actually set uh, Edgar Roy up for this fall so his company could, because he's kind of working, in the other company that's setting Edgar Roy up is kind of in cahoots with the director of Homeland Security, the secretary of Homeland Security.
1: Who is also making a play to like get higher up in the rankings too. Yeah, she
0: wanted to be president. Yeah. So, um, and to help out in this boat coming in, Edgar Roy's sister, who also was in the intelligent agency, who actually got Edgar Roy to work for this other company. That's how he got introduced and all that, because he's kind of an introvert. He's not a big social person. So she kinda comes to help and she used to be a spy and she kind of helps him out along the way too. So all this goes back and forth back and forth till the end where they basically have uh, the bad guy, the bad company basically has the assistant lawyer kidnapped and they want Edgar Roy and the owner of the company that owns the e6 company who Edgar Bunting. Roy works for Bunting yeah yeah, who works for and they want to make a trade. So basically they go up to make a trade. And the guy that was playing both sides, he was playing like he was really, really close to the Secretary of Homeland Security, and he was backstabbing the guy that owned the other, the bad company, the security company. Right. And he was also playing up to the bad guy, the security company, like he was against the secretary of homeland security. So who's a bad guy going back and forth. He's kind of setting this kind of swap up for the bad guys. Well come by, they a shooting, they get all this. Basically, it comes down to stuff's falling apart everywhere for the bad guys. Uh, They have pretty much everybody they want. Uh, The bad guy that owns the other security company lands. They put him under arrest. They go to the director of Homeland Security, and she knows she's SOL. She's going to go to prison. She's going to lose everything. She's going to commit suicide. She gets a gun out. Well, the bad guy that was there that played both sides of the bad guy was actually undercover for the FBI.
1: Yeah, he was actually like a triple agent.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he, when he was in her house a week before, took the firing pin out of her pistol. So she went to kill herself as they walked in, and she couldn't kill herself. She's arrested. You think the story's over. That's where we think the story's over.
1: Right, right.
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, The assistant lawyer was kind of with uh michelle
1: edgar Edgar and michelle they were brought to an fbi like safe house right
0: well so edgar goes in to make dinner well the assistant lawyer goes up with a knife and tries to kill michelle she was actually in on it too she was actually one that killed the lawyer and his assistant the office lady so i want to say secretary and and the the cop too and the cop i want to say Call her a secretary, but she was more than the secretary. She's more like the office manager. Yeah, I would quite yeah. say for the for the law firm. So she was actually the one who killed them, working for the bad guys. Well, they got there. Just uh, Michelle stops her, kills her, gets all that. Uh, but Michelle loses a lot of blood and flatlined a few times, died a few times, came back, and she was in the hospital for a while. And Sean's just staying there with her, and it ends with her hand kind of moving and looking up and saying like Sean. And then the book kind of ends. Yeah. So that's basically six man. Uh, we summed it up pretty quick. We had to, because it was a long, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, very enjoyable book, very enjoyable book. Um, this is one book I, uh, grabbed off my, one of my audible credits about two years ago. And it was in the, and about a month ago, I was going through when I reloaded my phone audible. And I was like, let me just go through and download a bunch of books now. And I read that and I said, that's right. This one just looks good. Uh, it's not a fantasy. It's not a sci-fi. Um, so it is in that uh, drama area. And my favorite type of drama would probably have to be uh, the crime drama. Yeah, yeah. E- either detective or kind of like uh, Lee Childish, his writing. Yeah. Or uh, gangster. Um, I'm, I'm not talking like uh, Bloods of Crips gangs. So I'm talking like mob gang.
1: Yeah, like that story, one of the first ones we reviewed, you know, way back when we started, I can't remember the name of it now, um, Something in the Sun or Sun something, Actually, I can't remember the title of the book, it was like the second, third, or fourth book we reviewed, that that was that type of book is good too, it, it was like you were saying, kind of a gangster, mobster kind of book. Butcher yeah. and something, Son of Butcher. Oh,
0: the, yeah, Butcher's Son.
1: There we go, there we go.
0: Yeah, or The Butcher's Son, or The Butcher Boy.
1: Yeah, it's one of
0: those. Yeah, Butcher Boy. That was it. Butcher Boy. The Butcher's Boy. Like apostrophe S. The Butcher's Boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so stuff like that is cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was good. So that is basically The Sixth Man. Like I said, solid eight, which means get your hand on it, get it, listen to it, read it. Uh, There is better books out there, but there's a heck of a lot more bad books out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. For, for me, I would say if we give it a nine, that means you have to read it. And eight means you have to read it, but if you have something else you're reading or something, you know, uh, something other ahead of it, go ahead and read what's ahead of it, but definitely get to, you know, definitely get to the eight and read it.
0: Exactly. Uh, this book was written, it uh, was published on April 19th, 2011. Oh, okay. Uh, you can get it print, ebook, or audiobook. Uh, 417 pages. The audio part is about 10 hours.
1: And you can get it if you go to slash
0: amazon You could get all three there—the print, ebook, or audiobook—if you want that. If you want to read the 417 pages, that's right. Um, I can even give you the ISBN number, but I'm not gonna. Why? I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Sixth Man by David Balachi. Uh, I forgot to say this in the non-spoiler section, but the next book we are gonna do is by Kevin Hurd called Hexed, book number two of the Iron Druid Chronicles. Sorry about not getting that in before if you listen to this, and if you didn't, well, I'm not sorry because you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Any last thing before we cut out? Uh, No, I think I'm good. All right, I appreciate that. Thanks for everybody for listening. Take your time out of your busy schedule to download and listen to this episode. We do appreciate it. Don't forget to go to podnets.com slash Amazon. And everybody have a good day. Good week.
1: See ya.